Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome into the Lake Show here, News Talk 830 WCCO. Don't want to waste any time here tonight. I'm your host, Henry Lake. Christopher Tubbs is the producer. And I thank all of you for listening to The Good Neighbor. As many of you, the majority of you that have been listening to the station the last couple of days or have paid attention to social media and actual real media, news outlets, whether it's television or radio, are aware of the controversial questions, comments from University of Minnesota Regent Vice Chair Steve Swigum. And I have to be honest with you guys that when this initially arose and I saw the video and his question, um, I said, man, I, I, I'm disappointed. Um, I'm actually I'm frustrated. And what's going to be done about this situation? And last night, Christopher Tubbs reached out to Vice Chair Swigum and said and asked him if he would come on the show tonight. And he is on the show tonight. And I thank him so much for being on the show tonight. So Steve Swigum is joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. And I want to start with that, Mr. Swigum, in that I'm appreciative and I thank you so much for coming on the show tonight because you haven't ducked, you haven't dodged any media outlets. You were on yesterday in our station with Vanita Sakar, and you chatted with her. I know that you've talked to other media outlets, so I, I truly am appreciative of your time, and I'm very thankful of that. But I wanted to start tonight with just asking you what you meant when you asked the interim chancellor at the University of Minnesota Morris if the campus is too diverse. What do you mean by too diverse? Probably a poorly. Uh, Henry, thank you, first of all. Thank you for having me, and, and thank you for recognizing that I stand accountable and responsible for any words or actions I take. I, I uh, do not duck, and for 45 years in public policy, I do not duck questions, and I do not duck uh, criticisms. I certainly do not duck the media, and thank you for recognizing that. Um, Henry, I'd like to get to your question, um, but first I had a statement I think that was sent to you, uh, Chris should have it if you don't have it. Yeah, I, I do. I do have the statement. And, and by the way, our people are efforting to get that up on our uh, website and for the okay. public to to know that you did put out a statement just a short time ago uh, in advance of, of this interview tonight. But um, but but but, but I shared it with you. Yep. I shared it with you. I, I just I just I just yep. Of, yep. Okay, I, just, I just I just got it. But 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 to answer my what did you mean by too diverse? Um, by too diverse. I met a population that uh, I think by the numbers was 44.8 percent of the student uh, of the student enrollment student body at at Morris, and 
I would guess uh, that's uh, that's BIPOC community, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would guess that maybe Morris community itself and or even Minnesota is not uh, a 44.8 percent. It might be a little bit uh, higher than representative of the of the of the uh, community. But Henry, that's that's a question which I'm glad you asked. But more importantly, I think I would like to refer to this statement I gave because it. While I don't duck my words, I will tell you the words were poorly chosen, and the question was poorly chosen. What I, in retrospect, what I should have asked the chancellor is: We have two numbers here. We have numbers, uh, facts. The only things that are facts are that the enrollment has dropped about fifty percent at at Morris, at the University of Minnesota Morris. It's a great campus. It's a wonderful liberal arts campus. I think in the top fifty, it's rated. But we've have seen an enrollment drop of significant numbers over the past years, not just the last two COVID years, but before that, uh, we're down about 50% of students. So I guess my question should have been phrased more like, Chancellor, what are the factors that mm-hmm. contribute to this significant drop in enrollment? Because we have to address it. The, we, we simply, as a system of the university, and as well as the Morris community, have to address the significant drop and find out the reasons for it. And as you probably know from the interview or from the uh, discussion, I also asked about those questions. You know, uh, uh, students not graduating at large numbers, uh, um, the competition, other higher education institutions, tuition. I, I asked all those questions as yep. well. Yep. So, so there's no question about that. And just for the sake of the listening audience, l- let me say this in advance. I will read the entire statement when we are done with the interview. I will do you that uh, solid. I will read the entire okay. statement, and we and we will have the entire statement that you sent in, 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 in you know in advance of of our interview tonight. We will have that up on the website. They are efforting that right now. But I do want to get to to some things because uh, I, in, in the statement, Henry, I, I certainly apologize for the question and for any hurt for mm-hmm. any hurt. That would be felt by you know students of Morris or uh, faculty staff at Morris because it's a wonderful school and I just I feel great about our our, our our students are trying to better themselves you know getting getting a good education the great equalizer in life uh, mm-hmm. that's a wonderful wonderful thing but we, again on the bottom line we do have to consider what's happening to the enrollment too how do you define diversity uh, diversity yes well. <laughs> uh, I, I I suppose people different than somebody else. I I don't know. I haven't ever ever asked that question. But uh, uh, I'm different than my wife. Uh, uh, my wife is different than you, Henry. Uh, um, you know there are difference of creed, difference of color, difference of, of philosophy, difference you've, of values. You've never been asked that. You've never been asked about diversity. That is in the mission statement with the board of regents. That's that's the first thing mission. That's the first thing in the mission statement. You've never been asked about that, and you're a regent about a definition. Just in terms of your terms, your thoughts on diversity. Right now, you just asked about the definition. No, well, I said, how would you that. define it? I didn't say I, I'm not talking about in it, it, what what a Google search would say or what an you know what a dictionary. Would, I said, how do you define it? Like in in terms of through your lens. Yeah, a broad uh, broad scope, broad based people, uh, many of them different from each other. Okay. All right. You, you said that you received the two letters from friends, did you not? Uh, yes. That now would have probably been uh, uh, 
14 to 16 months ago because it was before this incoming freshman class. So their kids, their children would have been seniors at that time. So it would have been in that time frame of 14 to 16 months. All right. So did you you actually thought that that question, their question that they posed to you in, in, in terms of talking about not sending their children to to Morris because it was too dark? You thought that that was a fair question? Um. Well, I didn't follow through with them, to be very honest. Uh, it's not something when you but when you asked it, right, but when you asked right it, right back and say, uh, but when you, you know, asked it, what, did you think okay, that that was a fair question? Ahead, I'll, I'll, did did you did you think that that was um, what I'm asking you is? Did you think that that was a fair question to pose to the chancellor? Um, I think when parents and children feel a certain way, I think that is fair to ask, Henry. Uh, you know, we're representative of all people in the state, of, of all individuals, uh, some that uh, uh, maybe feel differently than you do, some that mm-hmm. feel differently than I do. Uh, but as a land-grant institution, we need to serve everybody. We need to serve all. And if, if, if a parent calls me or writes me, which they do quite often, by the way, uh, and, and with a concern, I, I would share, as I did, the content with you, Henry, I would never, out of trust or confidentiality, share the names. I, and it no, really doesn't make any. And, and I don't. Make and I, yeah, and I don't want those names. I, I, I just, it's uh, to me, I'm disappointed even that the question was asked because I find it mind-boggling that anyone in our world would think that diversity is a negative. Like for, for those two individuals that you claim are friends, for them to even pose that to you, that that's concerning to me. I, I want to move on. When we talk about the University of Minnesota system, we speak of several campuses, the Twin Cities campus, uh, Rochester, Morris, Duluth, and Crookston. I looked at the institutional data and research with regards to enrollments. They have the numbers displayed for the last decade, as you know. Uh, the enrollment at Morris is down, which, which you have talked about, okay, and it's always concerning when if, when, whenever enrollments are down. But also, it's it, it's also significantly, Henry. It, it, yep, yep. It's also down in Duluth and Crookston. But what I find interesting is this: enrollment numbers at the Twin Cities campus and Rochester are both up. And yes. you know what? Student of color enrollment is up, and white student enrollment has been down the last few years. So, how would you explain that racial dynamic and its impact on enrollment numbers? Because when you when you when you when you when you when you made that when you asked that question, you implied that the racial dynamics are driving prospective students away. Uh, Henry, that was a poorly worded question. That is in my statement that you will read uh, uh, after we get off the line here. That, that that is in my statement. I apologize for that, and I already apologized for it. I don't know how you've been doing it a third time. Uh, makes uh, apologize, apologizing, sir, sir, with all due respect, apologizing has nothing to do with the question that I, I just asked you. Okay. you when, you, when you're, talk, you're, you're talking about caring about enrollment, which we all do, and I am the son of an educator, okay? My mother loved education. She fought her entire life for uh, diversity across the board when we talk about young people getting an education, a good education, and you have spoken to that, okay? You are one of the regions. My question, though, is is we're, you're, you're talking about the impact and diversity on one campus. Why are we not talking about it across the board? Because I just told you that the enrollment is up in the Twin Cities in Rochester, and there's more people of color going to those institutions, and there's less white very, students. 
we are very proud at the, at the university of this being our large, our actually second largest class. Last year was our largest class ever in the system. This is our second largest, and it is the most diverse class ever. And we're very, very proud of that. Uh, in Rochester and in Minneapolis or, and St. Paul and the Twin Cities campus, as you state, numbers are going up both in enrollment and diversity, and that is a very, very good thing. That we, as a land-grant institution, need to serve everybody. And, Henry, that's a great thing. We, we need to also continue what is ever happening there out in Morris and Crookston as well. Now, there's ideas, two plus two programs, uh, start a program in Morris, and we'll guarantee you a spot in, uh, at, the, at, at the University of Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul campus in two years, you know, if you successfully complete your classes, your courses. Um, Henry, I don't know what more I can add to that. The, the, the diversity is great. We're proud of it. And the numbers are going up, but, Henry, the numbers are not going up in Crookston, and that is a, a concern. We're talking to University of uh, Minnesota Regent uh, Vice Chair Steve Swigum here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned yesterday with – one of the things – I think I said Crookston. I meant, I meant Crookston and Morris. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yesterday when you were on with uh, Vanita Sakar, um, one of the things that you emphasized with that – you said that you were just asking a question, um, but yeah. now, but now, <laughs> with respect, have you researched why college enrollments are down around the country or even here? Because I have read articles, I have seen stories nationally, locally about this, and none of them said that diversity was to blame. I've seen everything from money and finances to COVID-19 pandemic, to decline in confidence in higher education, evolving business models, a tight job market, alternatives to learning that didn't exist five or ten years ago. None of them said anything about diversity. Including uh, including you had a good list there that needs to be discussed, uh, uh, and all part of the questions, all part of the, uh, the, the answer, uh, but also including uh, you did you did not mention, which you should have, less high school students, less high school seniors graduating. And that's a big factor, too. There's, there's, and, and yes, I have done a lot of reading about it, Henry, to be very honest. Uh, lots of articles in the Higher Ed Chronicle. Uh, obviously, we get numbers uh, from, from other Big Ten institutions that we see that we compare ourselves to and we compare ourselves with uh, tuition. Tuition is also a part. I don't, don't know if you mentioned that, but that's also I said I said money and finances, yes. Yes. Okay, money and tuition, mm-hmm. then. All right, so so would you would you agree that one of the most welcoming environments that a young person should ever be a part of in their life is a college or university? <laughs> well, I had my most fun four years at the college. <laughs> I, I did too. Uh, I did too. I, I'm a proud graduate of Morehouse uh, College. Yes, yes. I, they were pretty awesome, pr- pretty awesome, and pretty good friends. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, after the after the maybe maybe a little challenge the first two months uh, leaving home and getting acquainted with everybody, but after the first two months. Uh, it was pretty much awesome. That, that's understandable. Do, do you think that the students of color on the Morris campus feel welcome after your line of questioning? Because if I was if I was a student there, I would be upset and feel that I'm not valued as a student. And quite honestly, I'm not a student and I'm still upset. Well, I, I certainly hope they feel value, valued, and that is in the statement you have, Henry, that you have not read yet, but you're going to read after. I'm going to read it. I'm going to get to it. That, that is in the statement where I apologize to those students at the Morris uh, campus uh, who, who feel uh, hurt, 
who felt that the, the uh, comments were directed at them. They are not. I am extremely proud of them, extremely proud of uh, uh, them working hard to better themselves in life. How could you not be proud about that, Henry? Mr. Swiggum, um, what are the guidelines that the Board of Regents uses with regards to embracing diversity on college campuses? Are, are, there, are there any policies that you can share with my listeners? I, I, I top, but I think we have goals within our Impact 2025 strategies as far as not only enrollment, but as far as diversity uh, within, the, uh, within the campuses. And, and I cannot recite the, recite the specifics for you right now, Henry. I can't. No, no worries about that. Because I, and I ask that because Board of Regents Chair Ken Powell said in a statement that, quote, this board that he put out yesterday, this board has been a strong supporter of the diversity efforts of this administration, whether in employment or student enrollment. Um, and do- that, is, that is a very, very important statement of, of Chairman Powell, because we have listened, Henry, as regents, we have listened to students, to staff, the faculty that uh, uh, we've increased, uh, tried to increase dramatically our our uh, diversity within our, our UMPD, our mm-hmm. Minneapolis Police Department, uh, the the uh, the police force. We tried uh, to increase the diversity amongst staff and amongst professors. You know, it's not always the easiest thing for the, uh, the university to do, though. In, in fairness, because uh, there's lots of universities, universities and colleges out there. Seeking the same talent. I, 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 I did like that line. I, I have to be honest, though. I, I thought that the statement yesterday put out by Chair uh, Ken Powell was, was actually rather weak in, in my estimation, but that's just me. Let, let me ask you this question because I, I think it's an important one. Do any other regions share your concerns that diversity could impact student enrollment, or are you just an outlier? <laughs> well, uh, I might be an outlier. I don't know. None, uh, some have showed concern over my statement. Uh, uh, and I accept that. I accept that responsibility. I hope they also uh, sh- uh, show that same empathy with in regards to the uh, the apology, um, uh, Henry. I, uh, I I'm talking to regents. I uh, I'm just trying to remember any discussions I would have had regarding that, and and I don't remember Henry. Have and, you? And, have and, you? And, and go ahead. And out of fairness, mm-hmm. out of fairness, I think when you read my statement, you will you will see that they're all factors. You know what I what I should have done in. And, and answering or in questioning. By the way, questions are important, aren't they? Questions are important. Meaning, words have meaning, but as a public decision maker, we need to be willing to and open to asking questions about every program. Sir, with all policy. with all due meeting, respect, they're meeting their goals, meeting it, see if they're meeting the the uh, performance that we want out of the uh, Mr. Swiggum. With all, Mr. Swiggum, with Mr. Swiggum, with all due respect, that that was a terrible question. Who's interrupting me? That that, that was, but that was, but that was a terrible, but that was a terrible question, though. To ask that in that form, you, I mean, I, 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 you, there's no justifying that. Uh, if you would read my statement, Henry, I'd appreciate it. And I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to do that here after we wrap up here. My final question for you. My final qu- question for you. A, a pound of flesh or an ounce of blood? <laughs> You're going to read the statement. Have you thought about resigning or stepping down? And I ask this because, no. qu- quite honestly, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just asking the question. I'll, I'll let you respond. I ask okay. this because, i got to be honest, I think you should step down. You have hurt the okay. feelings of alumni. I have alumni that have reached out to me. You've cast an unwelcoming shadow on the students in Morris. Your question and thoughts with regards to issues of diversity are just simply out of touch, in my opinion, and disqualifying. 
I appreciate your opinion, Henry. I respect that. Uh, I've heard from others regarding the same. I've also heard from others uh, uh, saying that they're glad somebody raises a, a question to, to issue some policy. But to answer your question directly, no. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Well, I'll try to be as fair, fair and honest with you as I can, sir. Yeah. Well, Mr. Swiggum, I truly do appreciate you joining me tonight. And after this commercial break, I will read in full your entire statement that you sent to me. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for doing that. And thank you for your time and thank you for your uh, your civility and your graciousness. I All appreciate right. it. Thank you so much. And, and thanks for joining me. And, 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 I, and I really do appreciate that, that, that he came on and, and answered the questions that I asked because a lot of people would have ducked and dodged questions or not made an appearance at all when he was called to be on the show with Vanita Sakar, he joined and he's joined me tonight uh we'll take a break come back i will read the statement in its entirety that he sent just right before i hopped on the air so you guys can hear his apology um and i will after that take your phone calls at 651-461-9226 this is the lake show all right thanks again to university of minnesota regents Steve Swiggum. And I know that, you know, I'm sure that all the other regents were listening, but I appreciate him. He hasn't ducked interviews, and I think that that's commendable. And we'll take your phone calls in the next segment at 651-461-9226. But uh, I'm going to read the entire statement. And by the way, it was sent shortly right before I came on the air. And I'm literally like in another meeting. So, you know, it's not that I didn't want to read the statement. It's just that I'll read the statement after we finish conducting the interview. I know that Mr. Swiggum um, wanted me to get into the statement during the interview. And that just that doesn't work for how we're going to operate this thing. But let me read the entire statement that he sent uh, just shortly before we started the show. Last week, during University of Minnesota Morris's, um, Morris Interim Chancellor Erickson's presentation on impact 2025 enrollment goals at Morris, I posed a question regarding the diversity of the student body and whether that diversity was in any way linked to the recent enrollment challenges. Let me unequivocally apologize for my questions and especially for the unintended hurt my questions may have caused. They were not intended to cause harm, but my intent does not matter. For those whom I have harmed or offended, and for all of those associated with our great university, I am truly sorry. I have only respect and admiration for any individual who seeks to better themselves through higher education, whether at Morris or at any of our wonderful campuses. Minnesota benefits from our many amazing students from all walks of life who make incredible contributions to our community. And their work strengthens the great state of Minnesota. I hope that all of our graduates elect to stay in Minnesota after graduation and work every day for the betterment of our state. My intent recognizing that my words matter was to foster discussion around the consistently declining enrollment at Morse, which is not a one-year trend or even a concern that has emerged out of the COVID pandemic. 
Rather, student enrollment has been declining for years, down 50% from its peak. And the future of this great campus depends on finding solutions to reverse that trend. I have been blessed throughout my life as a farmer to work with a diversity of, I think he's saying, a diverse group of people across our state and our nation from all backgrounds. As a layperson in my church, I've shared the joys and heartbreaks of so many of my fellow parishioners. And as a proud regent, I have been given the incredible opportunity to help our institution, our president, and our students, staff, and faculty who set a very high bar for the rest of us. Again, I offer my sincerest apologies. I clearly have more to learn to better understand the strength that diversity brings to our institution, and I look forward to taking those who have reached out to me up on their offers to meet and to hear their perspectives and learn from them. I am willing to learn, and I must do better, and I will. That is the entire statement from Regent Steve Swiggum that he sent out just shortly before our interview tonight. Your reaction, 651-461-9226. We'll take a look at weather and come back and take your phone calls next. All right, 651-461-9226. Your reaction, your phone calls are welcome. Your opinions, your perspectives about my interview with University of Minnesota Regent Vice Chair Steve Swiggum. We'll take them because we'll change up this conversation and the topic and, and, and get into sports at the top of the hour. But I want to allow you an opportunity to weigh in about our conversation. And I just read his entire statement. And I appreciate the apology. Um, th- there's a, a part of it, though, that that I, th- I think about just where we're at and everything that's happened and transpired over the last the last few days. Yesterday, Mr. Swiggum, he, he doubled down with Vanita. And we get the apology today. Not to say that his apology isn't genuine. I can't go inside that man's heart and claim that I that I can make some claim as to say that he's disingenuous. That's not even for me to do. But it was disappointing that he doubled down in the first place. But it seems like we're getting to a a better place with all of this. Well, you know. He, you know, as, as somebody that's long time been a politician, right? <laughs> you know, you do wonder about the sincerity of it. But he came on. I asked the questions and he answered some of them. I, I still I, he never got to talking to me about the difference between or addressing that the Twin Cities and Rochester numbers are up. And we know that the students of color, their enrollment is up. White students' enrollment is down. But there's no are – we, are we implying that there are racial dynamics behind that? Or is it just about Morris? 
Yeah, it, it, I need help with that. Yeah, it, we never got to to that. No, no, we didn't. I I will say, Henry, that listening to his tone, I feel like he was remorseful. I I got the. the I felt that too. That that you know he realizes that he made a mistake. I, th- and, I felt that too. And, and if if we can if we can get to the next step in the learning process, you know, I feel like this is one of those unfortunate incidents that hopefully can propel some positivity out of it. Um, you know, immediately the um, Morris, uh, I'm uh, Dylan. I forgot his last name. I apologize. Uh, the head of the president, the uh, student council body at uh, U of M Morris is native American. And he put out a statement um, just asking, you know, for, you know, for him to be, you know, Mr. Swigum to be a little more hands-on and, you know, just really see what that student body is like. So I do, I, I guess. I guess, I, let me ask this question. Yeah. Did you think that it was odd that he is a regent? hmm And when I asked him, how do you def- define diversity? How do you? This is through his lens. And he said yeah. he had never been asked that question. When we know that, that's a big part. First off, in education, diversity means so much. Yeah, it, it, it does. But I don't think people actually are asked about diversity point blank. I mean, we, we talk around it to a certain extent, and we know what it is. But when somebody's asked to explain it kind of on the spot. Do we all know what it is? I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking right yeah. here. I'm looking right here at the Board of Regents policy, the mission, the mission statement. statement. Yeah. And not only that, not just that, but I'm looking at the office of the executive vice president and mm-hmm. provost and I see what the guiding principles are. Yeah. And yeah. so that to me was disappointing that he didn't that he really couldn't. He do a better job. He couldn't explain from a personal yes. aspect what yes. what diversity is, and and it, it is. And I'm not trying to come across as like he's the worst human being ever. No, but no, 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 no. I, yeah. I don't. No, I, I don't think you're getting that at all. And I hope people, you know, don't get that impression from you because I, I, I don't feel like he's a you know a horrible human being. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. And no one's saying that. No, nobody is saying that at all. Uh, I, I just think that there are – you can see the word diversity put down in print, but when asked to define it, I feel like sometimes people have a hard time quantifying it and explaining it from that point of view. I got to tell you from the bottom of my heart, when I saw that clip initially, my initial reaction was that Mr. Swiggum got a couple of letters mm-hmm. from – he acknowledged friends. Yeah. Those friends might be racist when they're talking about – a campus being too diverse. What mm-hmm. does that even mean? Can somebody tell me what too diverse means? Yeah, what what I, does that – no, seriously. Yeah. What does that mean? Nobody – is. if there's anybody out there that can help me with that, 651-461-9226, I don't understand that. We live in a big world out here. There's so many different places that mm-hmm. we can travel to and visit, and there's so many people that make up this world. Diversity is something that we should all embrace. Embrace. Yeah, it's, it's a part of education. How can somebody say too diverse? But it, it's Henry having you know born and raised in outstate Minnesota. 
I, I can tell you unequivocally that those two letters that Mr. Swiggum got, it's happening all over the state. But hold on. What is this, that? But hold on. Hold on. If you say it's, 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 if it's in the outer parts of the state, yeah. are you implying that white Americans, when they say too diverse, that they're saying there's too many people of color coming into our community? That's, that's be honest. Some, be honest. Yes. Sometimes, okay. sometimes it's, it's a matter of intimidation because you're uncomfortable. And you you don't want to be around people that are different than you because you grow up in an environment man. where everybody – Henry, I'm, I'm telling you. That's a sad reality, it, man. Well, it, it, it is. That, the, that but, the color of my skin makes you uncomfortable. There, there would be people that if you and I went down to my hometown without knowing who you were, if they saw you and I together, you would get some side eye because of the color of your skin. That is an absolute fact. And I'm – it's well, we know I, that I don't, I don't, we know that that's a thing in the country. Yeah, we get ab- absolutely. That. But it's it's everywhere. But I feel like it's magnified out there, and, and it's just it's just the reality of the situation. I have been to to that campus. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let, let's just let's just, and this is I'm not saying this to put down uh, Morris or anything like that. But it's not a, it's not dinky town. It's not you know what I'm saying. It's 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 a very small. It's a, a small town. Right, mm-hmm. you would think that the fine people that live there, okay, and I'm sure that every there's so many fine people that live that in that community, you should be embracing every single child that's coming into your community. You should. I I hope that I hope that we're getting to a position that that will change. I I really hope that we get to the point where we can have more of that inclusivity. Because I can tell you that growing up, when somebody that wasn't like us came into our school, came into our community, and I'm talking in the in, in the 80s, like there there was a little bit of of uncomfortable. Okay, well, they're not like me, you know. There was a little bit of of apprehension because we didn't know because we weren't taught. Mm-hmm. And now that I feel that maybe people are learning more. Like that point of view can change, and there there are people that are blatantly racist in the cities. There are people that everywhere. are blatantly racist everywhere. Yeah, yeah and, sure. and I know that we you know got somebody on the you know cities one plumbing you know talking text line said you know you're calling Minnesotans racist. Not everybody is racist, but you can't not acknowledge racism because it exists. Wait, racist? The, there, there is racism everywhere in this world. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So what it's, are we talking about? It's, it's not just here. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what this means. But the fact is, we're. Still, are we trying to say that racism doesn't exist in Minnesota? It very much exists. And, and by the way, I did not uh, say that Mr. Swiggum was a racist. No, at he's all. he's not. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't feel like he's a racist. And I did I, feel some remorse in in in, absolutely. in, in, in talking to him. He yes. felt legitimately remorseful, and I feel like he's legitimately apologetic. And from somebody like that's all you can ask. So my respect for how he came on and and he was able to address it. Yep. Like he's got my respect, and, and I would hope that the people listening would also, uh, you know, have his respect because there are a lot of people right now that they they duck and dodge and dive things. He did not, and for that, like Herschel Walker. It. Yeah, Herschel Walker. He does that. Um, coming up next.
Uh, we will uh, get into, uh, well, we'll take a break, come back, final segment before we talk a little hockey at the top of the hour with Dame Mizzitani. Ah, so funny. To some, that interview was just an interview. To some, that was an interrogation. Call it what you will. Karen in Brooklyn Park, she has uh, joined the Lake Show. She wants to chime in. Hi, Karen. Hi, Henry. How are you? Okay. I'm good. First time on the show. I love listening to you. Appreciate it. And um, I have three um, biracial children, Mm -hmm. and they're very professional. One's a cop in Plymouth. The other's a nurse. And the other one is down in Missouri going to college. So I just want to say, and I'm a white woman, that it is good that they understand what's going on about what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right. I just want to put it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for calling. I I mean, call more often. Yeah. I mean, this is an important thing. This is an important topic. And, And when we, when we talk about diversity and we talk about valuing people, I, and I've said this before to people, diversity in some people's minds is code for black people or people of color. That's not what diversity is. I hate when people think like that. you got to get that out of your head. Diversity is all of us. Whether you're white, you're black, you're Asian, you're Hispanic, you're native, it's all of us. That's what makes it, it's up. Complex. It, 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 well, it's complex. Well, it's everybody. It's all inclusive. It's not even that complex. It's all inclusive. But when people people hear the word diversity, it's like it's almost like it's a, a buzzword for for like thinking about people of color. Stop, I, stop with all of that. Think about us versus them. Coming up next, let's talk some hockey. The Minnesota Wild they're struggling right now. Dane Mizutani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He'll join us to talk about the rough start for the Minnesota Wild. Here on the Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 